The WBEN All Local. All Local. Produced by Randy Bushover. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. Jim Stelliano is aboard this morning. Brian off and Joe Beamer. You'll hear him in for David Bellavia later this morning. Here's what's happening. The 19-year-old suspect accused of dragging a town of Tonawanda police officer in a stolen vehicle case last week remains behind bars. Darius Akbar of Buffalo appeared in court Monday. His attorney requested he be released. A judge denied the request. Akbar faces attempted murder and other charges. Meanwhile, Channel 4 is reporting that Officer David Petek, a two-year veteran of the department, has been released from the hospital. The groundbreaking at the stadium Monday was also like a handoff from the past to the future. WBEN's Max Ferry has more with former Bills greats. Aside from your political representatives and current faces of the Buffalo Bills franchise, many former Buffalo Bills legends and icons were on site during the official groundbreaking ceremony for the new Bills stadium. One of those greats was Hall of Fame running back Thurman Thomas, whose contracting company, 34 Group, will be working with contractors Gilbane and Turner for the $1.5 billion project. You know, I, I played in a lot of stadiums. I never actually built one. So now this is the exciting part for me. So uh, to see this thing grow here in the next three years, man, is going to be unbelievable. So if you do get an opportunity to watch the changes as they go every three, four, five months, come and do it because I'll be here because I want to see it too. Mary Wilson reflects on what her late husband, longtime Bills owner Ralph Wilson, might have said if he was here to witness this historical event. I think he would be very proud that so many people came together to make this happen. It's going to be a beautiful state-of-the-art stadium that this team deserves. As the excavation work is nearing completion, it will only be a short amount of time before the steel comes in to commence the several-year build. More details available to you at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. Thank you, Max. A very noticeable haze over western New York yesterday. Canadian wildfires continue to rage. Joining me this morning is meteorologist Jason Allenbaugh from the National Weather Service here in Buffalo. Uh, Jason, I, I really, yesterday I thought it really was maybe the worst of the, the last couple of weeks with the smoke. I, I don't remember such a prolonged period of wildfires impacting our weather. We've been saying the same thing here. It doesn't happen here very often, and especially early in the summer like this. I mean, I'm in, in the summer technically, so. Uh, yeah, and unfortunately, we're going to keep, keep dealing with this. It looks like today we'll see another day of kind of smoky skies. Um, tomorrow looks pretty smoky as well. And uh, this smoke compared to what we saw in May, is um, it's, cl- it's closer. It does, the fires that are causing it are closer in um, Quebec versus out in Alberta and um, British Columbia. So it's lower in the atmosphere. You saw that yesterday. The sun, you know, very much dampened out. You can kind of just kind of see that blurry sun. It was very eerie looking. Um, but there's multiple fires up in Quebec, like you mentioned, over a thousand acres burning out of control and just sending all that smoke our way just because of the weather pattern that we have right now. Yeah. Is it the wind? I know we've had a lot of north wind lately and uh, the jet stream, too. Is that 
part of it? Right. Um, yeah, that's absolutely true because there's a, a low pressure cutoff, low pressure kind of over the Gulf of Maine, Nova Scotia, and that the circulation around that's just circulating that kind of back right across us. And then we have kind of a double whammy too um, because the main jet stream is has a ridge out to our west, so it's taking the fire smoke from um, Western Canada and kind of pushing that up across us too. So we have kind of both things going on at the same time. So we should expect this to continue for a while, and we're seeing off and on air quality alerts too, right? Correct. Yeah, today uh, the air quality alert right now is not in effect for far western New York. It runs from Allegheny County up to Monroe County and on to the east over the rest of New York. So that's kind of where it is today. That goes through midnight. But, yeah, I would continue to, you know, plan on seeing those, you know, until we kind of get out of this weather pattern. Um, And right now, for the foreseeable future, at least this week, we're still stuck in this kind of same persistent pattern. Jason, thanks for the update. All right, thanks. You have a good day. You too. Jason Allenbaugh at the National Weather Service and those Canadian wildfires in Nova Scotia and Quebec, again, continuing to rage. And across the world today marks 79 years since the Allies stormed Normandy on D-Day. They're commemorating the event in France. 100-year-old American World War II veteran Jake Larson is there. I got in on the planning of of D-Day. I got the bronze star. It was the largest naval, air, and land operation in history. June 6, 1944, on that single day, 4,414 Allied soldiers lost their lives. 2,501 were Americans. The crypto sector is under the microscope again. The SEC suing Binance, the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, and its CEO, for mishandling billions of dollars, this after the downfall of rival FTX last year. If you think about FTX going under, that for for many spelled the death knell of crypto. It was such a giant exchange. It was a place that people thought of as a marquee name in the space. Binance was the other marquee name, and and at least by the the public record, Binance was doing even more. Uh, transactions than FTX was doing. That's business correspondent Rebecca Jarvis. On Monday, another flight of migrants, allegedly paid for by the state of Florida and Governor Ron DeSantis, arrived in Sacramento, California from Texas. The unannounced arrivals have California leaders threatening criminal charges against those organizing the flights and maybe even against DeSantis himself. Unlike some states, the issue here is not a state or a community unable to handle undocumented immigrants. California is a border state. It deals with an influx every single day. The resources are already here. The anger coming from state leaders is that they claim the state of Florida, at the direction of Ron DeSantis, is paying a contractor to move the migrants by promising them work if they fly to California, which there is not work waiting for them. So the California leaders say the whole thing is based on a lie and that it's kidnapping. And two, California isn't getting a heads up. So the group has dropped off randomly from a bus in Sacramento. Nobody is waiting to accept them. That's Alex Stone reporting. Investigators on the East Coast are working deep in the Virginia wilderness where a Cessna jet crashed on Sunday, killing the pilot and three passengers on board. Here's the latest. Jet took off from Tennessee at around 1.15 Sunday afternoon, headed to New York's Long Island. Less than 15 minutes after takeoff, the veteran pilot was no longer responding to air traffic controllers. The plane reaching Long Island, but then turning around, flying over New York and D.C. airspace. It would take 90 minutes before the military launched F-16s, one of them breaking the sound barrier, causing a sonic boom. Those fighter jets catching up to the plane 
firing flares and issuing warnings by radio. The fighter pilots say they could see the pilot slumped over. That is, it's expected that hypoxia is what happened with the uh, people up in the plane. Andrew Dimbert with the story. And now to the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. Game two last night. We'll take you back to the second period. Somebody lost a stick. Knights countered. In they go. Carrier with Watt. Watt went off by Verhage into the left corner. Watt walks out in front and scores. Nick Watt. Three-nothing Golden Knights. Three minutes into the second period. First shot of the period. And the second goal of the Stanley Cup playoffs for Nicholas Watt. He was down in the left corner. Found a soft spot deep on the left wing. And he just took it. And then found an opening, and Gary, he wasn't even sure that the puck had gone in. It was a delayed celebration for Nick Watt yeah. to give the Knights a commanding 3-0 lead. And they just went on from there. The Golden Knights winning, beating the Panthers last night 7-2. to They take a 2 nothing series lead. That goal that Nicholas Watt scored last night, William Carrier, former Buffalo Sabre, got an assist on that one. Jack Eichel also had an assist last night as well. So 2 nothing series lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Hazy sunshine once again today with high temperatures near 70 degrees this afternoon. For tonight, partly cloudy, cool. Overnight lows near 50. Hazy sunshine again on Wednesday with that smoke really impacting our sky coverage. Temperatures on Wednesday near 70 degrees. Thursday mostly cloudy with temperatures in the mid-60s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Meteor- Meteorologist Andy Parker joining me this morning. Yesterday was supposed to be mostly sunny, Andy. It wasn't. Today is looking hazy again. We're hearing it's from wildfires in Quebec and Nova Scotia, but they're hundreds of miles away. What's going on? Yeah, the sun was out yesterday and uh, it was not the clouds, but it was the smoke plume. And the fires that you're referring to, you're right, it's not just across the border in Toronto. This is well north of Ottawa and Montreal, you're correct in saying hundreds of miles away up around uh, the St. Lawrence River Valley. And it's the fact that we have the weather system that has set up across the United States, that same weather system that brought us those sun-filled skies and uh, 80s and even a couple of 90s last week, that heat dome has shifted back to the west. So the Midwest and the Western Great Lakes, they're the ones seeing the record highs. And what happens is our weather system is actually now controlled by this low pressure, which is over top of, uh, we'd call it New England, if you will. And it's spinning a northerly breeze across Western New York. It's grabbing the smoke from those fires and bringing it southward across Lake Ontario in these giant plumes, bubbles of smoke. If you imagine a a campfire in your backyard and occasionally that wind shift will take that plume of smoke and if you're sitting too close to the campfire that wind shift brings it across you and you generally want to move out of the way well that's what's happening you've got a a, a fire up in canada and when the wind shifts it brings that plume across all of western new york we're undergoing one of those now we're expecting it to lighten up a little bit later this afternoon and that should free up some of that sunshine it's still up there unabated but the uh, smoke is what's causing it to be uh, hazy and really creating some uh, eerily strange sunrises and sunsets oh right for sure but you know i just don't remember this being an issue before 
Well, for us, it really is a rarity because in the summertime, our prevailing winds are from the south and southwest. So these fires occur in Canada routinely year after year. But what's rare this year is that we have this prolonged period of northerly wind at the time that the fires are going. So you'd have to have, number one, the fires going. Number two, a weather pattern in existence that continually brings a northerly breeze. And the way that the weather patterns across the United States, think of musical chairs. A lot of times they keep changing every couple of days. Well, they've locked in position. And our position was that we were underneath that heat dome last week. This week, we're with this northerly wind, and that's what's pushing those wildfire smokes our direction. We had a bout of smoke earlier in the spring, but that was not from the same fires. Those were from fires that were burning in the western part of Canada, and it was much higher in the sky. It was a, a, a lighter haze, uh, much many, many thousands of feet up. This is actually a little closer to the surface, so it's more noticeable because these fires are a little closer. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, I, I do remember those were Alberta fires in May. Um, is this also keeping our temperatures cooler now? Yes, it is. You, when you start to put a veil of smoke in the sky, temperatures that should normally be with this type of weather, uh, around 75, 78, we're knocking them down to 68 to 72. So it does take 8 to 10 degrees off of a daytime high. We should make it into the low 70s today as that haze should lighten up. I'm expecting another bubble of haze. You can see it on the forecast where we're going to get that next bubble of smoke in here tomorrow. And then the weather pattern shifts the cooler air that's along the coast actually slides to the west. Thursday is not going to escape the 60s. I can tell you that is going to be the coolest day we've had in a while. Some folks are thrilled about it. Others are saying it's too cool for the pool. But either way, that's what we're in for. The whole weather pattern does shift and change once we start to enter the weekend. And I think we'll have a different weather pattern uh, by the time we get to Saturday and then certainly on Sunday. Okay, well, that's Good to hear. Do you expect more air quality alerts then until that time? Yes. Well, from time to time, when the particulate is close enough to the surface that the air monitoring tools will recognize it, as opposed to just being a haze way up in the sky, if some of those smoke particulate are able to be measured by the machines that are uh, at at eye level on the ground, that's when those air quality alerts are issued. I would expect that we could see one of those happen for Western New York tomorrow. Right now, there's one in the Finger Lakes. We're in the clear at this point because we're going to find this current bubble of smoke moving away. So we'll find improvement today, but I would expect another bubble to uh, cross Western New York tomorrow. Yeah, I can only imagine if the smoke is this bad here, what, what would it be like closer to the fires? Yeah, that's uh, an evacuation level of smoke. Uh, that's what they've got there. And they're really dealing with uh, the changing wind direction, and it affects uh, their communities a lot more than just a, a haze in the sky as we're getting here. But you're, you're correct in thinking that as you're closer to these things, it, it's a debilitating amount of smoke where uh, here it might be what would call it a nuisance. Uh, up there, it, it's more of a life-changing event. You know, it's been so dry around here and I'm wondering if on your radar there's anything that's going to change that because everything is so dirty or you go out every day and there's just this film over everything. Maybe it's from the smoke, it's from tree pollen or whatever, right? Yeah, all of the above. You're correct in, in that. And uh, there's nothing to kind of wash it away right now. Um, and it's the ground as well. So, I mean, if you've ever been to any of the baseball fields around here, one of the, the kids run around the bases and they literally leave a 
uh, a cloud behind you. So the ground itself is getting very parched and dusty. We're abnormally dry, which is what the, the first stage of a of a drought is abnormally dry. And it looks like we will bring some relief. Thursday is a really good chance of some rain. And then again, as we get to the weekend. That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning. Produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.